Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in The Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today. It is Tuesday, and at this point of the season, you now know when we're 24 hours away from a brand new episode of Season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies, that is the exact time when we do a super fast review preview, get us caught up and ready to go for tomorrow night's episode. That is what we are here to do today. Now, we've got big, big, big news to get to from the between time that could alter not just this season of the challenge, but all future seasons of the challenge to come. However, Aftermath in the Between Time, as always, will be our second segment of this podcast, because first, we need to do our 90-second recap of everything that went down last episode so that we can get our minds back into challenge mode, remember where things stand in the game, and once we've done that and then talked about that Between Time and that big news, we will finish up with segment number three, our preview and predictions for tomorrow night's episode 11. So, sound good? Great. If it doesn't... Well, that's a bummer, but please do keep listening anyways, because that's what we're going to do. So without further ado, let's go. Alrighty, first up is our 92nd Cliff Notes recap of everything that went down on last week's episode, which uh, on last week's podcast, we ended our two podcast long streak of actually doing this in 90 seconds, which was a huge bummer that that streak ended. We will try to begin a new one tonight, although... It's going to be tough. There was a lot, a lot, a lot that went down in last week's episode with the format change and all that went with that. So we will see if we can do it. We'll be talking real fast, but here it is. Everything that happened in episode 10 of Spies, Lies, and Allies in 90 seconds. We'll start the clock in three, two, one, and we're off. The whole house is confused by TJ's latest twist as some people don't have partners and everyone assumes the format of the game is changing. CT, he thinks it's new pairs. Others think it's individuals. No one knows, but everyone is nervous. During this tense time at the house, we get backstory for Bettina and Priscilla. We get to watch Logan break it off with Big T after one hell of a bedtime story. And we get to sit on Amanda's call home to visit with her baby boy. Off to the daily challenge we then go where TJ says no more partners and makes everyone start the challenge off as individuals. But at the halfway checkpoint of that daily, there are three platforms, six spots on each of them, and players realize as they finish the first stage of the daily, they get to pick which platform and therefore which team they are joining. After some strategy, luck, and campaigning, the new teams are Ruby, made up of Emmy, Big T, Priscilla, Corey, Logan, Kyle, Sapphire, consisting of CT, Nelson, Ed, Ashley, Amanda, Patina, and Emerald with Casey, Josh, Devin, Nani, Emmanuel, and Tori. Those teams do the second half of the daily. Emerald wins, giving them the power of the agency. Back at the house, Emerald feels great, as does Sapphire. Ruby, not so much, with Kyle openly wishing he was on a different team. Deliberation happens. Corey gives Ruby a pep talk. Doesn't really work. And Priscilla is chosen by the Emerald team to go into elimination. At the layer, TJ continues filling us in on the new rules, and Priscilla is told she gets to pick her new opponent, which she goes for the champ and brings down Ashley. They play Seek and Destroy, dig up colored tires, colored tires, put them in a pile on a pole, memorize a color code, and reorder the tires in that code. Ashley gets out to a big lead early, never relents, and gets her first elimination win in some time. Priscilla sent home, and final format update comes when TJ tells Ashley she can join any of the three teams she wishes, which she goes back to Sapphire to stay with bestie Amanda. And that's it. And we almost did it. 138. I think that was the exact same as we had last week, which was also a really plot-heavy episode to recap. So pretty, pretty close. But hopefully you caught all of that. And remember, now we are where we are. We got the three teams, Sapphire, Emerald, Ruby. Uh, 
who Ruby lost their first player with Priscilla. Everyone's down on Ruby, up on Emerald, quiet on Sapphire, who's better, but that is where we are. So that's what happened last episode. Now let's talk about what has happened between that episode and today, starting with Aftermath. To the between time we go. And as always, we are going to start with Aftermath, but it is going to be a very quick, uh, very, very short, quick discussion of Aftermath. Disclaimer as usual, you should definitely be watching Aftermath on YouTube. It's posted immediately after the show. And this is one of those weeks where, yes, uh, there's only one note I even want to say from the show, but it was really, really entertaining. The whole cast was great. Devin Simone, the wonderful host, was as wonderful as always and was really getting after Corey and Amanda in particular. There was a lot of jokes going down. It was a really, really entertaining episode. As for what came out of it that relates to the season in any way, the one thing I did want to point out just so we can quickly get to the kind of big news from the between time is that on Aftermath, Amanda did reveal that her and Priscilla had a heart-to-heart discussion prior to elimination where Priscilla said she would not choose Amanda, that if the choice was hers to pick, she was not going to be choosing Amanda because she herself, Priscilla, was raised by a single mom and really respected that Amanda was now a single mother and that she deserved to be on the show and wanted her to be there to support her growing family. And so she wasn't going to pick her. And it was a really wonderful moment that we didn't get to see. I don't know where maybe the conversation happened or for what reason we maybe didn't get to see that. But um, it does make a little more sense. Uh, We commented on how Ashley was over the top about the whole like, Amanda's a mother, I want to support her, I want to come down in elimination for her, and we were kind of like, "Ah, you didn't really like throw yourself in for her, but there was at least more to the Amanda was on the chopping block and was told, because I support what you're doing as a single mom, you're not going to be chosen by me, Um, so there's a little more to that story, and just makes Priscilla all that even better of a human than we already thought she was, and just was an awesome rookie that we're sad we don't have anymore on the show, but that was really the only thing from Aftermath that even caught my really caught my attention as far as like newsworthy items. But otherwise, um, I guess they didn't reveal the votes on there. But um, I think they maybe won't do that now that it's a smaller number of people voting and is a little more open. I think everyone voted for Priscilla on the last one. So I think that was just known. Uh, but it was a really, really entertaining episode. So go watch that. But we are going to move on to the between time because that is where the the big the big announcement and the big news happened and as usual i usually try to keep this only to things that affect the season we are watching there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes down there's all kinds of drama on social media and we try to filter through that and say what actually impacts this current season and so that's what we want to talk about to keep you up to date on in case it relates to what we're about to see in the coming episodes but This one kind of fits that, kind of doesn't. And that is that All-Stars 2, the trailer dropped. It's incredible. looks awesome. And it's coming very, very soon. It is coming on November 11th. Um, I believe that was the correct date. Yeah, November 11th, I think, maybe a Thursday. Basically three and a half uh, weeks, three weeks from, you know, whenever, if you're listening to this on Wednesday with an episode tonight, three weeks from tomorrow on Thursday, uh, this will drop which means it will be after episode 11, 12, 13, episode 14, meaning there's episode 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, five episodes of Spies, Lies, and Allies overlapping with All-Stars 2 being on Paramount Plus the next day. So we're going to get some double action of these two seasons running together, and along with that trailer dropping and everyone's excitement over All-Stars 2, we also got cast spoilers for all stars three which 
the caveat is one, um, I saw a lot of discussion of this on social media. I normally try to stay away from spoilers like this. I like to wait until the actual cast is fully announced, 100% certain to comment on it in any way or take it in in any way, which, yes, maybe leaves me behind some of the others talking about this stuff, but that's just me, my personal opinions. But I couldn't fully avoid them because it was so much out there, and I could definitely couldn't avoid the fact that there is a, a potential list of All-Stars 3 cast members out there. Um, I will say, uh, the first time I've ever broken any sort of news, and it will be very, very vague news um, that I am breaking on this podcast, which I can't go into detail, but I can tell you that on a very, very reliable source directly, uh, di- directly involved with the announcement of the All-Stars 3 cast, I guess, is the is the best way I can say it, the closest, the closest I can say. Um, I can, can I can say with 100% certainty that the cast that has been put out there is not 100% accurate. Um, I, I know that's very vague and I, it sounds like I know something very specific, which I do, but I can't can't say because I as I told um, my direct source that I would not say that. So and it's, it's, it's the first time I'm ever even saying something of this nature. you know I'm not even breaking news, but it, you know, the first step towards breaking news ever on this podcast, all I can say is that uh, if you are going, you know, those lists can't usually can't be trusted anyways, but I can I can say with certainty that there is at least one very notable name on that list. And I am led to believe three or four very notable names on that list that are very much incorrect um, and that, in fact, we will be seeing in a whole different way sometime soon instead. So that's what I got. On that, as a brief aside, but let's get back to the fact that All Stars 2 is happening, the trailer's out, it's coming very, very soon, and we know All Stars 3, if whether this cast that has been talked about is 100% accurate or not, is not just happening, but happening quickly. But if they're already casting, if they're already sending, getting ready to send people to film it, they're going to start trying to pump out these All Star seasons very, very quickly. So, a few things on, on the fact that these came out, and on the fact that the general reaction all of last week, basically the last eight days or so, this trailer did drop on, I think it was on Tuesday, but I don't, we didn't talk about it on a review preview last week or mention it, we did on the recap episode. So the reaction in the last seven to eight days has pretty much been everyone is super, super, super thrilled about All-Stars and everyone pretty much, the announcement of All-Stars had a lot of people just coming out with, thank goodness we don't even have to watch the rest of this season. This this season of Spies, Lies, and Allies is trash. We've been saying it is, and now we've got All-Stars to save us. And that amongst not just you know the fans on social media, but also in the, the realm of all the many, 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 many people out there talking about it on podcasts or writing about it or... Um, you know, constantly posting about it or, you know, being fan accounts or stand accounts or whatever on Instagram and Twitter and everything like that all across the spectrum from those involved, um, you know, uh, former cast members or cast members that are just not on this current season or whatever to, you know, the big the big podcast up with the former people on it um, to all the independent podcast community, every, everyone across the board. I listen and take in a way too much challenge content, to be honest, and the general consensus, not 100% across the board, but easily overwhelming consensus is basically 
this season's not very good, and thank goodness All-Stars is here to save us all. Um, we will talk about that that consensus in a little bit, but a, a few things on this first. One, it does bum me out to think that it seems like Paramount or MTV, whoever, whatever the parent, MTV is owned by Paramount or CBS, Viacom, whoever, whatever the parent company is, whoever's making the decisions, Buna Murray, MTV, Paramount, whoever it is, I'm just going to go with Paramount, feels like Paramount has taken both the the low ratings, the admitted very you know legitimately low ratings for this current season, and that fan consensus that they aren't in love with this current season and in the last couple seasons. It seems like they've taken that to heart and are kind of putting forth all stars as you know kind. It feels like it's almost this announcement and the fact that they're going to overlap in seasons so much five weeks of overlap for what all stars was eight or ten episodes on the first one. I assume will be the same on this one. So almost you know overlapping at least half of that season in the last third of this current season thirty seven spies lies and allies. That, to me, signals that they've taken these ratings, they've taken the fan consensus to heart, and they are putting forth, you know, All-Stars is is the product now, is the challenge product that, you know, gets the conversation going, that gets the audience, um, that 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 is the is kind of the A player from their standpoint of, you know, content that they're putting out over the regular show. And... I, I know that sounds drastic and you might not necessarily agree that they would already be at that place, but given the fact that they the All-Stars exist as a response to an overwhelming fan, fan-led, Mark Long-led, praise, all praise to the Godfather, Mark Long-led, fan-led campaign to make it happen, and then they did, and then they got so into it that they led the release of Paramount Plus as a new rebranded streaming service with this is the show we're marketing this whole thing behind and then it's a huge hit and then everyone's clamoring for it because they don't like the current season of the challenge and they vaulted up to we're not only going to pump out season two very quickly but instead of where we went with season one where it was season double agents ends all stars begins boom we're owning this calendar we're having a challenge show on every single week they're like, no, we're not waiting until the end of Spies, Lies, and Allies. We're getting this out now. And even if that means that we overlap for five weeks or four weeks, four to five weeks, um, in case my math was wrong, but and it's over, and then there's a big gap where no challenge content is, new content at least, is out there, that's fine. We just got to get this All-Stars thing out there and keep the momentum going for that if the momentum's waning out anywhere else. So it seems like that's what they're doing, which... That bums me out because as excited as I am to get to watch new episodes of the challenge back-to-back nights five weeks in a row with Spies, Lies, and Allies on Wednesday and All-Stars on Thursday, as nervous as I may be about trying to record recap episodes both late Wednesday night and then whenever on Thursday I can get able to watch the show. We'll see see how that goes back-to-back days, but as exciting as that is, it also, if, if I was choosing, I as a fan, I'd be like, have them start right after each other. I really like the idea of what if we had 52 weeks a year of new challenge and it was just regular season, all-stars, regular season, all-stars, and they were long enough to cover for shooting times and everything and just happened in order. Um, that's not what they're doing. So it feels like Paramount is is taking the stance that all-stars is our, you know, our A-plus, our home run, 
are the thing we've got to lead with and that is kind of surpassing the challenge, um, the regular season of the challenge in their eyes, the importance of the, the company making it. The second thing with this that's similar then is does that mean that if that is really a thing and if All-Stars, if, if season two of All-Stars is as well-received as season one and fans are just like, this is so much better, this is everything we want, we love everything about this, does the All-Stars format take over for the regular show? And what I mean by that is two different ways that could happen. One, actually meaning like, would they ever just stop doing the regular seasons of the challenge or maybe not stop forever, but say, we're going to do five seasons of All-Stars as fast as we can do them, and that's what we're going to be putting out, and the regular show is going to be on hiatus for a little bit. I doubt that anytime soon, especially because they're on season 37. I think 30, Dirty 30 was such a big deal for them to be like, we made it to our 30th season. I think getting to their 40th season is going to be such a big deal as well. Um, And as we'll talk about on a YouTube video coming out very, very soon from us, we have an idea how to merge both of these and turn season 40 into the greatest season of the challenge ever in the history of the show, but that's more for another day. But the uh, the real way that the format, I feel like, could take over the regular show is not that All-Stars becomes the only version of the show we're watching, but that the short length and the kind of more simplistic format, again, comes back and takes over the regular show, which the format-wise... I would be all for. I'm de- I would definitely be all for if the next, if season 38 of the show was, hey, this is what it is from day one. It's rivals again, or it's exes, or it's fresh meat, or it's it's any of the old games, or it's even a new one. But it is episode one. These are the teams. These are the rules. That's what we're doing. No twists and turns on this one. I would love that. I'd be all in favor of that. Um, but more the length is the thing I'm getting at. Is the, the reason All-Stars works, the, the single reason that holds the whole thing up is that it is short. And that is why all of these people who have not been on t- television in a long time and have you know regular day jobs and regular lives and families and kids and who may have in the past said, no, I can't do the challenge anymore because I've got two kids and a husband and I work a job that, you know, I, I get three weeks time off or whatever in a full year and I, I definitely, I don't get three months. So I can't do this show. All these people are now able to find ways to be able to come in and do the show when it's like, Hey, this is, we're going to get in and out in four weeks or five weeks or six weeks, whatever it was. It was a very short, uh, I forget exactly what the week numbers were when they did all stars one, but it was something very, very short, um, at least in comparison to the regular show, which takes a couple months, you know, eight to 10 weeks or whatever that they're there. Um, I believe the All-Stars was like four or five or six at absolute most, but I think it was like four to five weeks for those that made it all the way to the end, um, potentially even less. And so does that length kind of take over the regular show where they say, you know what, we don't need 18 episodes, we need 10 good episodes that people like. We don't need 34 cast members. We need 24 people that people like, and we need them to be there for less time so that the people who are just getting busy with life and have too much they want to do outside of this show and going on outside the show are still willing to come back and do it because it takes up six weeks of their life and not 10 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is. Um, Because it's not even just the length of being on the show. It's all these people then, you know, the last... two or three weeks we've seen they keep having to go to New York to film the aftermath. Then they got to go to wherever the heck they're going to film the reunion here soon. Um, So does that length take over? 
Then the next thing and the final thing to talk about with with all of this, these announcements of All-Stars 2 and 3 is what I alluded to at the very beginning is that um, and is that it bums me out. It bums me out that everyone has given up on Spies, Lies, and Allies. At least it seems. It bums me out that the consensus is that this season isn't that good and that you know everyone just wants All-Stars to be here and that's good enough for them. Um, I am not going to do the entire rant again that I did I don't know, four, three, a month ago now, three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, at the, when the beginning of the season, when the ratings really, really, really hit a low point and everyone was kind of out and I, I I did a long rant on this review preview podcast uh, for 15 or 20 minutes about how it was bothering me that the people out there who were not the criticism of the season, but the big names and the big accounts and the big... Uh, some of the big figures in the challenge kind of media world were whose only, only thing they had to say repeatedly was that the season was trash, 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 trash. As a, the short version of what I said back then, criticism is fine and necessary. And yes, um, I am a super positive person. I keep my podcast a lot more on what I like than what I don't like. There is plenty that I don't like every episode, every season with all, most of the players. That's a, That's how this thing works. But If you're only, what I said then and what I will say again now is if the only thing you have to say is that this season sucks and that the challenge sucks now and that's the only thing, then stop talking about it. Then then leave it alone. Then go away. If if 100% of your opinion is this sucks, this is trash, then you don't have to talk about it anymore. If half of your opinion is that and you're like, hey, there's some good stuff going on here, but here, let me tell you the four things I just really, really hate and I wish they would change. That's great. That's constructive in some way or in more entertaining to me, I guess, to hear the good with the bad and to know that yes, you to at least know you still like and love this show that you are either posting about five times a day on Instagram or doing multiple podcasts a week about or have competed on multiple times in the past and seem to clearly still want to compete on in the future. Um, if 100% of what you've got to say is pure, this is trash and just kind of generic negative criticism, then find something else to talk about. If if you got a mixed bag, if you've got feelings all over, that's what we what is necessary, and that's you know the type of criticism that I can respect and applaud and take part in myself. But if your only speed is it's trash, that just really bums me out. Um, and has helped is one of the major players that's kind of helped kind of build this consensus because I I stand by that I think this season is legitimately good. Um, it not in the best ever tier. No, no, nowhere close. Um, and even in maybe tier two of like really, really good, like some people would say is in the best ever tier, but to, depending on their taste, probably not even there, but it's squarely in the, like, I've enjoyed this season. I think it's been solid and I think it has the chance to still be a very good season in the closing half, as we talked about, I believe last week, which is kind of a, an unusual thing for this show, uh, for it to really ramp up here now that there's some actual drama amongst the alliances and everything. Um, so, um, final thing, I guess on my little, I have have this rundown of things I wanted to get to on this topic and I just continue to go off completely on tangents. Uh, I want to make very clear the idea, um, with the idea that the idea out there that all stars is so, so, so much better and that everyone just is clamoring for it and loves it so much. 
First, I want to make very, very clear. I love All-Stars. I was so happy when it, I was so happy the first day Mark Long ever tweeted about the idea of it. You know, I was, I was thinking about it way before that even ever happened, as many Challenge fans were. I love it. I thought the first season was amazing. I thought they absolutely crushed it, and I fully expect the same from the second season and subsequent seasons. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Don't ever say I don't. But it's really good, and so is the regular show. They are, at the end of the day, they are the same things. Um, I would argue if you're if you're into the sport side of the show more than the show side of the show, I always talk about the kind of dichotomy of the show and the sport. If you're into the sport side, I'm sorry, but All-Stars isn't nearly as good on the sport side just because these people are in their 40s and 50s and are, you know, aren't training as much for this. And, you know, we got a couple really awesome eliminations, but we also got a bunch of duds and we kind of got a one or two really cool uh, daily challenges, but we also got some duds and very similar to a regular season. The only real difference between All-Stars and the regular show, other than the, the length, as we discussed a little bit ago, the difference is the nostalgia and the relationship to the players. And I get that, especially in a world where like everything we're in pop culture that we've been fed in the last, you know, handful of years has turned all the way to like, what can we just remake? What can we reboot? What can we bring back? What did people like in the 80s and 90s that are now in their 30s and 40s and are the big spenders and the big market that's out there? How can we play to them? And their nostalgia. Nostalgia has been a big thing for the long, it's always, forever, it's been a big thing, but it's really, really, really kind of come up recently. And so, you know, while I, I love and I revel in that as much as anyone else and love that All Stars is out again, I love that. Um, the only real difference between these two shows is just that we have this nostalgia for these people that we grew up with or we watched, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. And we have the relationship to those people, which is something you have to build and which is something that for the credit to the credit of Spies, Lies and Allies, you know, as quickly as they've all been eliminated, it is one of those seasons that if they would have just called it Fresh Meat 3, if they would have just called it Fresh Meat 4, because War of the Worlds 1 should have been Fresh Meat 3, but I digress. If they would have just called it Fresh Meat 3 and been like, yes, this is one of those seasons where we get some fan favorites back, but we also have to introduce you to a whole host of new people in hopes that three or four of them will pop and be new fan favorites and we'll watch for 10 seasons in a row. You've got to build that. Change is hard. And I, those seasons, um, Fresh Me 1 and 2 actually are two of the best seasons of all time, in my opinion. But there are seasons like that, like War of the Worlds, where it's like, yeah, we got to throw a ton of rookies in there because we're trying to get some new, younger people to pop. And you got to work through that. And you got to look for the good in that. And you got to look for your favorite rookies and root for them, as we've done and a lot of people have done um, on Spies, Lies, and Alleys. But uh, the idea that All-Stars is just so, so much better, I... I don't agree. I think they're I think they're both awesome, I guess. But that's just me being positive again. So in closing, I love All-Stars. I am so pumped for season two. I will do a full cast breakdown season preview very, very soon. Probably going to have, I don't know if those are going to be two different shows or one, but we will do one or two or multiple preview shows for that season in the probably 10 to 14 days prior to that season dropping. So look for those in the next couple weeks. But I also still love the challenge, the regular show, and I love season 37, and I love a lot of the people involved in this season, still on this season, still with a chance to win, and I still think that it has been a solid season with a lot of promise for the second half, promising group of rookies that could turn into real fan favorites, and so I just hope that people can, you know, stay tuned into this season. My, my worst fear is that the, the the week that All-Stars drops, that the, the ratings that have already been pretty rough 
take an even bigger, bigger nosedive. Um, that that would be really bummer. So if you're listening out there, if you're still listening, whatever 20-some minutes later this is, uh, keep watching the regular season. Try to find the things you like in it. It is still an awesome show. I uh, uh, We're not going to go in again. I, I think the second half of the season is going to be really, really good. Um, and just there's a lot to love. So love them both. Love them all. Criticize as necessary. But remember, if the only thing you've got is criticism, maybe you shouldn't be watching the show anymore. But be very interested to see how the rest of the season goes, how the rest, how All Stars Two is received, and then it goes, um, and where the the franchise as a whole goes, and how if ever they merge or one dies out or you know one takes prominence or they change to be closer to each other, where they can go, um, we will see. But that was a very long, 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 random, rambling, uh, rant esque on All-Stars versus The Challenge and all everything that was released in the last week. So with that, we're now, we've now talked about the between time. So let's get into, as quickly as we can, some preview and predictions for tomorrow night because, again, we do have a lot more season left of Spies, Lies, and Allies, and we are excited for it. So let's preview tomorrow night's episode 11. All righty. We're actually 24 and a half hours away at the time of this recording from tomorrow night's episode, episode 11. We have entered, you know, fully episode 10 was the start of the second half, the back half of the season. We've got this whole new format. We've got our three teams, Emerald, Sapphire, and Ruby, which I'm actually a week in learning to remember and say. I thought I'd for sure be one of the just, what can we just call them red, blue, and green, but I'm remembering the names for now. Um, we're Let's preview first, tomorrow night. Let's first, we're going to kind of do this preview a little bit different than we have in the past, um, and then we'll get to the predictions at the end of the preview. So first off, what I'm hoping for tomorrow night, what I'm hoping for, the one thing I'm hoping for is that this, and that is about Logan. Logan is either A, totally fine and able to compete at full strength, or B, injury DQs, and we still have an elimination regardless of his DQ. Please do not let him get thrown in and have some anticlimactic elimination because he is banged up. At the end, in last week's episode, uh, you know, he says he hears a crack during the daily challenge, which doesn't sound good. And then Corey alludes to we got to get our guy, you know, our guy right over here. Got to get him to 100% when they're in the bar. So Logan is potentially hurt, potentially hurt really bad. And we didn't we didn't get a resolution to that on last week's episode. So my what I'm hoping for tomorrow night is that. One way or the other, it's a guy's elimination. We get a good, compelling elimination in that it isn't just the whole episode is Logan's kind of banged up, but he's not like DQ'd, got to go home, but like he's just going to get called out and probably then lose the elimination because he's banged up and injured, and it kind of makes the whole episode kind of anticlimactic as to who's going home, what's happening. So that's what I'm hoping for. What I'm expecting, one thing I am expecting on this episode tomorrow night is veteran backroom deal-making to begin now, to begin early, to be often, to be relentless. I am expecting fully, now that these these players have had a couple days to digest the fact that they're on teams, they've had an elimination, they know the full format, they're going back to the house now knowing the exact format of the game, 
And because of the nature of that format, I think there are immediately going to be deals being made and conversations being had between veterans on the three different teams to try to figure out where they stand both on their own teams and where they could stand on a potentially new team were they to go into elimination win and get to pick. And maybe a Tory, for instance, keeps chatting with a CT as we've seen throughout the season and thinking maybe... Maybe I shouldn't have been on this big brother team. I'm kind of like the low, you know, Nani and Casey, like I'm the female on the chopping block. If my team is on the chopping block, maybe I want to get out of that. Maybe Corey offers himself up for elimination, says, you know what, Ruby, if you ain't going to rock with me, I ain't rocking with you. And he goes to the other two teams to try to make some specific deal for if I go in, this is what I want to happen. And this is who I'm joining and under what circumstances I'm doing it. Maybe Kyle says, you know what, I'm going to throw the mission and just stay out of elimination. I'm going to make a deal with the teams and I'm going to make someone have to call me out to go down into elimination. Any any number of things could happen. But I think all the vets are going to look and say, you know, we pick these teams under frantic measures and where do I stand? Where could I stand? And there's going to be dealing happening quickly, early, often, relentless. That's what I am expecting. What I am predicting. Let's talk the predictions. The final part here. We make three predictions every single week for the next episode, and we haven't been doing so good (laughs) as of late. Last week, we again went one for three. The only one we got right is that I did, I felt like the biggest one, the one I was very proud of, the most proud prediction I've had of this whole season, is I said they would be doing teams, not individuals. That one was right. I also, though, said that Tori and Emmanuel would finally hook up. They did not. And I said Ed and Bettina would get picked by the agency, which was wrong on a whole host of counts. Neither of them were picked. And also the agency only had to pick one person, which was half the reason I said teams, not individuals. But yeah, just I was one for three. So on the season, we are well below 500 now. We are nine and a half out of 22. We need a couple big weeks in a row. So this week, I'm making three predictions as always, and they are as follows. Prediction number one, Sapphire will win the daily challenge. That's the blue team for those of you out there trying to keep it more simple. Sapphire team wins the daily challenge. That's prediction number one. Prediction number two is that Emmanuel is then chosen for the layer by the agency. I think Sapphire, after winning the daily challenge, says, you know, we don't got we don't got to mess with the Ruby team over there. Our competition is Emerald. We're going for the rookie. On, it's a guy's week. We're going for the one rookie guy on the team that is our competition. So those kind of go hand in hand. Because I think Sapphire is going to win the daily challenge, I think Emmanuel is going to be chosen for the layer by the agency. And speaking of Emmanuel, I'm sticking with my prediction. For the third week in a row, it's going to happen. It keeps being teased, so it's got to happen, and I need a win. So Tori Emmanuel, the hookup happens this week Some in any form, any flirtatious romantic anything between them counts as a win so sapphire wins the daily challenge emmanuel chosen by the layer for the or for the layer by the agency and emmanuel also gets flirtatious with tory finally after weeks of teasing that it'll happen so those are our three predictions that's what we are hoping for are expecting and predicting for tomorrow night's episode 11 thank you guys for being here today on this podcast thank you for listening we go way longer than normal these I, you know, I originally went out saying these are going to be 10 to 15 minutes long and they've almost always been almost a half hour long. This one, even longer than that. So thanks for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram at challenge historian, where we are going to start pumping out a bunch more content in the very coming days. We're 
wrapping up our big dive into Fresh Meat 2. We're going to be doing a little historical look at Fresh Meat 2 coming up. We're going to be talking all about that all-star season coming up, all about this season, Spies, Lies, and Allies. So Instagram Challenge Historian, if you would like to watch these podcasts or future videos outside the podcast, you can do that on YouTube. Same name, Challenge Historian. You will find us there. And as always, wherever you are listening to this show, please hit that follow, hit that subscribe, hit that rate, review. All of that helps us such a big way, and it helps you not miss an episode because we're going to keep up with our two episodes a week for the time being until when All-Stars hits, we might be at three episodes a week. We might keep it at two and do two recaps. We don't know, but there's going to be a lot of content is what I'm trying to say, so make sure you're following or subscribe so you don't miss a second of it. With that, Looking forward to tomorrow night. Hope you are too. We will be back immediately after the show. We'll hit that record button. We'll get that out late Wednesday night. First thing Thursday morning, you wake up. You've watched the episode. You want to listen to a recap. I am there for you. I will be in your feed. So look forward to that. Look forward to the episode. I will talk to you soon. Peace.